What's up? I'm Elena. Welcome back to Inside College Admissions, a podcast presented by SCORE. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things college, but specifically what I wish I knew before college. I'll talk with other college grads about their biggest secrets, sometimes mistakes, and tips for what they wish they knew. This is, of course, based on their personal experiences, but hopefully you'll find some advice and at the very least some laughs. So why are we doing this? I just graduated from college and these are the kinds of things I wish someone told me and then SCORE was cool and let me make a podcast series about it. We've got the timestamps in the description, so feel free to jump to whatever you feel like you need to hear. Real quick before we hear everyone else's answers, I only felt it was right to share what I wish I knew too. One, no one cares so much. And by that, I mean, if you walk into the wrong classroom, which I did, you're afraid your outfit is weird, or you do something awkward, which I did a lot of too, no one cares and it's okay. Everyone is doing their own awkward stuff too, and everyone's just as new to college as you are, so don't sweat the small stuff. Two, say yes to everything, within reason. In the end, you're going to remember those nights that you said yes to a late night drive or spontaneously went out with your friends more than you think. As Drake once said, YOLO. And three, take a cool class or do something you can only do in college. At least once, take a class outside of your major, maybe a film class or a history of sports class. I promise you're going to be happy that you did. And if you can be part of a club that takes cool trips or puts on really fun events, try to be a part of it. You'll probably get to do really cool things with awesome people and you might make a ton of memories. Okay, let's dive into our conversations with college grads. Hey, Caroline. Hi, Elena. Thank you so much for joining us today to talk about what you wish you knew before college. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here and sharing some hopefully useful advice. So before we get started, can you tell me where you went to undergrad? Yes, I went to Dickinson College and graduated in 2018. Dickinson is a small liberal arts school in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Awesome. So when we asked you the three things you wish you knew before college, I really loved your advice. And I want to start off with this point that you made. You said to not let the idea of being a freshman get to your head mm-hmm. and that your college community belongs to you just as much as it belongs to seniors, juniors, and sophomores, and to not be afraid to go and make your mark. I thought that was really awesome advice. Yeah, I think it's really important for students to remember that as they move through their first year, first week even. When I got to Dickinson, it was a super welcoming community, but even so, it was a little intimidating entering a new community and a new space, and you can't help but feel like the newest member of the college or the institution. I think that can be a little daunting for students, but it's so important to remember that you were admitted to that institution for a reason and probably many great reasons, right? They want you there and they want you to be a contributing member of that community. So really encourage students to go to that activity fair, get involved however you want to, or however you can. If you see something you think is wrong or could be improved, say something, speak up and, you know, maybe talk to your advisor or dean about how to make changes on campus, right? I think it's always good to keep in mind too, you want to leave a place better than you found it. And that can really start on day one or that first semester or first year. So don't be afraid to make your mark as soon as you step foot on campus. Caroline, I love that. (laughs) I really do. That is so great because it, it doesn't just have to stop at joining a club that maybe not a lot of first years are in 
mm-hmm. or trying out for a sport. It even goes towards if you see something on campus that you think could be improved, it doesn't matter if you've only been there one year, even six months, you still are as much a member of that community as anybody else. And you can start leaving that place better than how you found it on day one. Absolutely. I previously worked in college admissions and we would always love to tell students, you know, if there's not a club here, you can make one. And I think students kind of think that's just a canned admissions response, but it's really true at most places. You can, you know, find a group of students who are interested in the same thing, or, you know, if it's something around community service or campus equity and diversity, right? Find students who are interested in it or find a trusted professor or advisor and start talking to them about these things um, and make it your own. You know, just because it's not there today doesn't mean that it can't be there tomorrow. I'm wondering, do you have any tips for building up that confidence when starting at a new school and, you know, not being afraid to make your mark? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, most institutions are pretty good at offering different types of layered support systems. So, you know, maybe it's the case that you have one main academic advisor or dean. Maybe you also have a resident advisor in your dorm, or maybe Mm -hmm. you have a first-year seminar professor. I think those are people you should really trust and rely on. And that's, of course, easier said than done. But they're often people you'll be seeing on a regular basis. And so, you know, it, it can certainly be nerve wracking, a little scary, a little intimidating to go to office hours or stay after class or knock on that resident advisor's door. But I really encourage you to take that first step because those are individuals who are there to serve you and support you and have often raised their hand and said, you know, I, I want to be that person. I want to be there to support students in a different way or an additional way. So I think finding those people or just reminding yourself that those people exist on campus can be a great starting point and a great way to kind of build that community and network, or don't be afraid to stop by the admissions office again. You, you may be an admitted yeah. student and already attending, you likely built a relationship with an admissions counselor or officer. Go knock on their door again and say, hey, you know, I'm really interested in X or I, I want to explore Y. Like, do you know anyone I could connect with to do that? I think those are some people or routes to explore, at least to begin with. Definitely. There's always somebody in those resource centers who can point you in the direction of what you're looking for, even if it's not them. That's a great point, too, thinking about campus centers or resources, right? People working on college campuses are doing that for a reason. They, they have sought out those positions and they want to be there because they're passionate about education and passionate about you know, supporting students in different ways. So um, definitely take advantage of that because your time will go really quickly. <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, you know, speaking from my own experience, definitely seek out those people and start building that community. It'll be yeah, so invaluable. You mentioned academic advisors. And that was another thing that you said you wish you knew before college, that they're there to support you and to make appointments early and often. You also mentioned that whether you chat about your passions or your homesickness, anything like that, it'll be really nice to have someone to turn to. Absolutely. I, again, as an admissions counselor, always encourage students to go to office hours. And that was in part because I didn't take advantage of those opportunities as much as I should have. I hope my parents don't listen to this because you know, I think <laughs> office hours are, are so key and crucial. But for me, I, I was a first year or sophomore and definitely felt a little intimidated 
walking up to a professor and saying, hey, I, I want to take time out of your day and chat about, you know, the paper I wrote or the class discussion we had. But again, they are there for a reason and they, they want students to do exactly that. So, you know, maybe it's that, you know, chit chat you had at the beginning of class that you want to continue, or it is that larger class discussion that you had a question about, or something didn't quite click. I think those moments of uncertainty and being vulnerable too mm-hmm. proved to be really, really valuable. So again, kind of stepping outside of yourself and saying, you know, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity and go to office hours and just sit down and start chatting. Even if you go and say, I don't really know how to, you know, make the best use of this time together, but I really want to learn more about your profession or what you're talking about in class. I think yeah, whatever you might chat about could go a really long way. And maybe that professor doesn't have all the answers, but they have a great network on that campus and they can mm-hmm. connect you with other people. Yeah, definitely office hours are of huge value. Um, I wish I could go back and relive some yeah. of those moments. <laughs> yeah, no, that one-on-one time with a professor or an academic advisor, it can make a huge difference. I know that one of my favorite professors, I used to ask him a lot of questions and then I'd go to office hours. And when it came time to apply to jobs, I would literally go into his office with my resume and be like, what do I change? How do I get jobs? <laughs> and he would give me M&Ms, like little candies and be yeah. like, okay, change this. But it was such great one-on-one time to get that advice and actually someone to dedicate time to look at my resume and pick apart certain things. It's invaluable. Yeah. It's, it's such a cool opportunity. And like I said, time goes really fast. Your four years or two years at an institution go by in a blink of an eye, but still today it's the relationships that I carry with me, whether that's with peers and friends or professors and staff members at the college. And you know, those are the pieces that will travel with you forever. Of course, what you learned in that education and that degree, but you'll find time and time again that you're going to look back on on those conversations or those relationships and maybe tap those people on their shoulder and say, hey, I'm switching jobs or maybe I'm heading into a master's program. What advice could you offer me or what should I be doing here? Right. So it it lasts for those two or four years, but can continue on. So, but I I love that story. I definitely wish my professors were giving out more candy. (laughs) Maybe only books and assignments. (laughs) I know kind of (laughs) lucky. Definitely. And then another thing that you mentioned you wish you knew before going to college was to scope out on your campus for a great study spot. That's not your dorm room. Maybe that's the library or it's a campus cafe, but trying to find a place to study that's not your room. Why did you say that? Sure. So I, like I said, I went to Dickinson and it was a residential campus. So I was living on campus and, you know, I found that my dorm room could be a really safe space for me to, you know, get ready for the day, kind of take some downtime, but I'd start doing homework or studying for exams in my dorm room and realized very quickly that I would get distracted or I would get too mm-hmm. tired because I had certain associations with this space, right? It was a place to relax, a place to sleep. And so I noticed that as I started studying outside of my dorm room, maybe it was a library, an academic building, a cafe, or somewhere in town even, that I could focus a lot more. You know, being in a different space, removing myself from an area that really was associated with kind of that downtime and relaxation allowed me to be more successful and and more focused. It also allows you to enjoy the beautiful campus that you probably have access to. Um, So exploring different areas of campus, you know, again, 
I loved the library at Dickinson. It was so full of light and there was a cafe downstairs. But I also noticed as my community and network started to expand, the library became a very, very social space and mm -hmm. didn't allow me to get as much work done as I could have. So I, I actually found that I changed my study spot semester to semester or year to year. Mm -hmm. um, I was an American studies major, you know, working primarily in humanities buildings, but I would often go to the science center because they had really cool study nooks and it allowed me to explore different space, meet new people, um, yeah. but also <laughs> find some quiet parts of campus where I could really kind of buckle down um, and get some work done. Yeah, I, I feel like come your second year of college, mm -hmm. the library becomes more of a social space sometimes yeah. than a studying space and finding empty classrooms like you said the science center for me, it was the business school yeah yeah prioritizing your studies and finding that good space to do the work that you need to do and get done is really key well thank you so much caroline these are really really great and i appreciate you chatting with me awesome anytime it was so fun to chat and share a little bit more and take a quick trip down memory lane so i hope to all the students out there you find some use and value in what i had to share but thank you so much Loved that talk with Caroline. She is a queen. She makes me feel so calm about life in general. Up next, we've got a great conversation with another college grad, so let's get into it. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Alina. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. I'm so excited to hear the things you wish you knew before you went to college. I feel like you have really great advice, so I'm so excited to dive in. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing it. So, you know, some things are a little bit more practical. Some things are a little bit more silly, but yeah, let's jump right in. Okay. We're all about that combo. So when we asked you the things you wish you knew before you went to college, one of the things that you said was having organizing bins, storage bins to keep under your bed, to store your clothes, snacks, anything like that. And that it's a huge mm -hmm. space saver. Yes. Absolutely. I will never forget walking into my dorm freshman year and seeing the closet and being like, oh, okay, well, this is, um, this is going to be interesting just because <laughs> I like to keep things away. It's a small space. So I, I think being organized for myself personally, it also just like helps with productivity. And when I was doing homework or whatever it may be at my desk, I just wanted a cleaner space. It's just how I perform best. So the lifesaver of everything. And it sounds so silly, but just having those bins under your bed, particularly the ones with the wheels so that they can roll yes. out. You can get them anywhere, really. They were just so helpful for bulkier items like sweatshirts, sweatpants, whatever it may be. But then also, as you said, it could be like snacks or some other things too, just to keep organized. And out of sight too. So it doesn't feel as cluttered. You're likely to be sharing a space with somebody else. So just kind of having that, I just highly recommend it. And for those of you who would like to bring more, make sure that you get the lifts that you can put under your bed to make it taller so that you can have even more bins underneath there to just keep everything stored away nicely. Yes. Yeah. So for anyone who isn't familiar in a lot of dorm rooms, the beds will have sort of an adjustable level. So you could have your bed really low to the ground, or you could have it up higher. And then like Ashley said, you can put storage bins underneath. I, I put a ton of things underneath there. A bureau, I think I fit under there once. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And oh, also another pro tip along the same lines, if you are planning on putting your bed at a higher level, may not be a bad idea to think about getting a slightly larger comforter too, so that when you drape it over, you know, you don't see everything that's underneath them, depending on your setup. But those were just some like really simple, quick tips that made me feel more at ease and just created an environment that was better for me. Absolutely. And speaking of organizers, one of the things that totally saved me was, you know, those over the door shoe organizers. Oh yes. And hooks and hooks. Yep. You can get this sort of setup that has pockets for your shoes, but I used to put all kinds of things in there. Snacks. If I didn't want them touching the ground, Yep. you could put shoes, you could roll up sweatshirts because sweatshirts are the things that you need but also they take up the most. So bulky, exactly. And I will just say, you hit on something too that I think, again, this probably shows the way that my brain works, but when you go to store bulkier items, like sweatshirts or whatever, I I use this as a packing tip as well, but sometimes when you roll your items and store them that way, you get so much more space just because when you start to stack those big bulky things on top of each other, your space goes really quickly. So there are just like different folding tips too, that I think are great for whether it's under the bed or on the back of an organizer, whatever it may be, it'll just really help you create that look and feel that is more comfortable for you. Now, some people won't care, obviously. Those are just some things that went a really long way, especially because I was a student athlete and had so many like sweatshirts and, you know, just stuff that I would wear for practice. It was really a huge, huge advantage to have my, my dorm room set up that way. That's a great point too, because you were a student athlete. I know there's basically so many outfit changes throughout the day. So having the organizers that way you don't have to run around before practice, figure out where your outfit is. It's all in one place. Exactly. Exactly. Good system goes a really long way, especially when you're in a time crunch, which is likely to happen often. Yep. (laughs) So another thing that you said was that the library is a great place to meet people, especially your first year. And I think that this holds true for a lot of places on campus, like the dining hall or the student Mm -hmm. lounge. Did you find that you can meet people in the most random places? Absolutely. And that's why I specifically called out the library too, because I am a Westchester University alum and you could get coffee in the library too. So I'd find myself running into people, whether it was in the coffee shop or, you know, just going to the library, we had like so many different floors and you would end up running into people that aren't part of like your typical path. So like when you're walking to class or you're going to practice or whatever, you're like, you get in a routine, right? Because your schedule defines that. But when you do go to those other places, you know, it opens up a new world of running into people who aren't part of like your day to day. So you do get to be exposed to newer, different things and potentially meet more people or like, Hey, I see that you're in this class. Never got to introduce myself, whatever. You could end up having like a fun study buddy or whatever it may be. So don't sleep on places like the library or whatever else your campus provides. Because as you said, it's a great opportunity to get outside of your normal routine and meet some more people. Definitely. When I think back to college, some of the closest people who I met, I met in random places. Like my sister met her best friend in the grilled cheese line at the food truck festival. (laughs) Oh, food trucks are a great place too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It gives you something easy to talk about too. You can talk about the food or the line, literally anything. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it is It is random, but I, you know, I think that things happen for a reason. So it's just, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and 
you know, who knows, it may not happen on the first experience you have with wherever you're walking to, but it definitely opens up the opportunity to have more of those serendipitous, you know, run-ins. So, yeah, that's a good point too. You said, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. I feel like once you get to college, nobody knows if you have always been the shyest person in your class or the most confident person in every room. So they have no idea what you're like before this moment, the very moment that they're meeting you. So if you just want to start talking to someone, you can do that. And they're not going to be like, why is the girl who never talks talking to me? They don't know. No, they have no idea. And I think that's such a good point. It's an opportunity to reinvent yourself in a different way if that's what you want to do. So if you have personal goals to be more outgoing or try new things or whatever it may be, there is no bias that exists when you walk on campus for the first time. So it truly is an opportunity for you to, again, kind of like break away from how you typically think about yourself and and push yourself to do things that, like you said, may not be true to what others in your high school or in your local community were used to seeing come from you. And I think even for the most confident of people, your first year, it's sort of nerve wracking to go up to people and randomly start talking to them or striking up a conversation. So do you have any advice on what you could say to break the ice or start that initial conversation? That's a really good question. Let me just make one more point before I jump into that. Yeah. You don't have to reinvent yourself, like not saying that you need to, but just if you are, if there are certain goals that you have, this is a great opportunity. So don't think that you need to bring a new personality to campus, just as, you know, a note that those opportunities do exist. But in terms of like breaking the ice and talking to new people, so this is just a reflection of my personality. So Mm -hmm. I personally, I hate small talk. Like I just do. I just don't find it to be engaging. So what I typically try to do is find something that could be more relatable for somebody. So instead of just oh, it's really nice out today or whatever it may be. I don't know. I try to like pick up on little things that I notice about other people, whether it's I've seen you, you know, walking around campus or I've seen you in the gym Mm -hmm. trying to strike up a conversation that is based on something that more so speaks to their interests Mm -hmm. if you can, right? But I mean, sometimes you may just like walk into somebody that you've never seen before ever. And what I would do is maybe, for example, I love coming to this food truck and this is what I typically order. Do you have a different suggestion? I'm trying to break out of the box here because I get the same thing every time or whatever it may be. Just doing something where you can really kind of create a different type of connection rather than just, oh, are you new here? And and you know what? That works too. That's just not my style. I try to, I love to engage people on a more personal note if it's possible. So just some different ways to potentially think about it. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think there are two routes that you can take. One of them is complimenting someone. Of course. So sort of like you said, similar to their interests, if they're wearing really cool earrings or Mm -hmm. they have a really cool bag, anything. Yeah. That's a really good way to sort of be like, oh, hey, I love your earrings, casual. And then you can start talking after that. Yes. Yep. And I also think, like you said, asking for advice, but not advice like, hey, when's the best time to do your laundry? No. Yeah. Something like you said, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) something like you said with the food truck festival, I'm really trying to order something different. What's your go-to something like that is a good way to casually start a conversation. And you'll also seem pretty cool for going up to somebody and just starting to talk to them. 
Yeah, exactly. And as you said, the compliment thing, I think works really well because who doesn't like to get a compliment? And the other upside of that is you could potentially make somebody's day who's just having a really tough one. So it's always a good way to, to approach it. But yeah, I, I think that those are great tips because, you know, it is nerve wracking going into an environment that you've never been in before. This is potentially your first time living away from home. So those connections will become really important. Just keep in mind that pushing yourself is only going to help you learn and grow. Even if you don't get the outcome that you're expecting, if somebody's a little bit more standoffish or mm-hmm. is having a bad day, whatever it may be, you just you learn from it and just roll with the punches as they come, but don't let it hold you back because some of those relationships that you will build with people in your first year will take you through the rest of your time at yeah. whatever school you're at. That's such a good point too, not to let it get to you. If you do try to start a conversation with someone and they're just not having it. They're not having a good day or whatever. Don't take it personal. Okay. Maybe, maybe you guys will be best friends in the future. Maybe not. It's fine. There are thousands of other students usually at the college that you could get to know. Yes. And I will say on the complete opposite side of this, I do this at at certain points in my life, even to this day, if you are having a horrible day, you're just not in the mood for people. A great go-to is have your headphones in, even if you don't want to play them, just because people will be less likely to engage with you. So like, if you really just like need a minute to yourself, you're not in the mood to socialize. That's a good way to kind of push people off a little bit. So, you know, if you are in the library or if you are walking to campus and you know that you typically see a group or whatever it may be, it's a really good buffer to keep you by yourself, yep. having your moment and, and continuing to move. So yeah. <laughs> literally headphones in world out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also if you're walking at night, be very careful. If you're wearing headphones, you need to be aware of what, where you are. However, That's it doesn't, true. you need to turn anything on. It could just be like a signal that I don't want to be bothered right now. So be mindful. So true. Yes. Good pro tip. As we're talking about this, I had a flashback and I remember that there always seemed to be people who we would wave to each other on campus and we didn't even know how we knew each other really, whether Mm -hmm. it was from a class or I don't know, sometimes it was random things, a club meeting or something, but then we would start to wave to each other whenever we saw each other. Mm -hmm. And I, one, found that those were some really great people and two, found it easy to start that conversation because I'd be like, hey, we always wave to each other. I, I actually don't know your name. What's your name? And then you start talking and you could become friends or even just acquaintances. It's nice to have acquaintances. You can wave to talk to casually on campus. Absolutely. And you never know what may develop the next semester or the next year. So maybe that acquaintance is somebody that, you know, you just recognize and say hi to every Tuesday and Thursday on your way to whatever class it may be. But then who knows, maybe next year, next semester, you'll have a class with them and it might invite an opportunity to, oh, I'm going to go sit by them or, oh, now we have more in common. So the relationship can develop from there. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. This has been such great advice. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I loved talking about tips for organizing your dorm room with Ashley. She is amazing. Now let's dive into our next conversation. So we're here with Noah. Hi. And where did you go to undergrad? Both my undergraduate and graduate education were at Drexel University. Drexel, local to Philly. That's really cool. I went to Villanova, so not too far away. Just a few stops on the train. Yeah. So... 
we wanted to talk about the things you wish you knew before going to college. And one of the things that you mentioned to me was to join that niche club and to go to that foreign country. I really love this advice because college is that unique time when you can just join a random club you've never thought of before, or even go to a foreign country as part of study abroad. So I'm wondering, did you study abroad? Was there a club like that for you that just made college really great? Yeah, this advice was definitely born of uh, specific examples. Um, for me, that club was an acapella group at Drexel called oh. Eight to the Bar. And that club, I didn't join the first year because I was, you know, I was just getting my feet underneath me. I, I was like, I don't have time to do this purely social thing. And the next year I had a, a senior in my uh, choir, which I was a part of, grab me on the way out of choir and say, hey, there's auditions. You're going to come with me. No way. <laughs> and they pulled me into this acapella group and it ended up being the, the core of my social experience at Drexel. And it was an incredible experience. I, uh, I, I cannot imagine what my college experience would have been like without it. And I hope that every student has the opportunity to experience that and maybe even the help from a, from a well-meaning senior to pull them into it. Yeah, that seriously brought me back to college hearing that because sometimes it really is that someone randomly tells you hey, there's an audition today, or I think you'd be really good on this team. And maybe you never thought of that before, but that random person just taking the chance on telling you or you taking the chance yourself can become something that's so important to your college experience. So that's really, really awesome. To cover the study abroad answer, I did study abroad. Um, I went to Ireland and Ooh. to Australia. Wait, that's uh, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it was without a doubt the most stressful and difficult part of my college career to plan. Yeah. And even knowing how difficult it was to plan, I would have done it all over again and even more often if possible. Yeah. To be in a different country where they just have so vastly different perspectives on the world and different societal values. And it taught me more than the rest of my college experience combined in a living as a, a person aware of the world around them yeah, and aware of those different perceptions and especially just get out of America, like understand yeah. how the rest <laughs> of the world views America. I found it incredibly valuable. Wow. That's a great point. And what's kind of cool is like, even if you don't want to go far away, or if you aren't able to go outside the country, a lot of colleges also offer study abroad type experiences within the US. So if you don't want to go to Europe or Asia or anywhere else, you can actually study at a different college within the US. So you could go to Colorado if you're from New York, you could do anything like that. So they really give you that opportunity to just experience a different way of life, whether you want to go all the way abroad or not. They do. And also very important is that many colleges will offer support yeah. to do that. For me, it was incredibly important to have that specifically financial support because even out of college with a full-time job, 
going abroad for that long just isn't feasible. Yes. You have work and, you know, you're trying to get all the things that that you need to do to have a, a full life here. And thinking about spending even two weeks, four weeks abroad is really daunting. Mm -hmm. But many colleges will provide an extensive support network where they'll handle your housing, they'll handle uh, sometimes even travel arrangements. Yeah. And that was incredibly helpful and something that I didn't realize how important it was until I was trying to, to manage it myself and had that number to call, so to speak. That's a huge point because I think before I studied abroad, I thought, how am I going to find a place to live? So you have that, you have, you know, how am I going to figure out where to go for food, find where the school is. But a lot of times they take care of all of that for you. Sometimes they'll even have recommendations of where to eat or what activities to do. That way you don't have to figure it all out yourself. You can, if you want to, but if you're totally new at this, they also really, really help get you comfortable in that new place. They do. And the coolest experience I had and that I love that Drexel does provide is that you get a kind of buddy, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or uh, the whole group has one point of contact, um, someone to explain all those nuances to you. So it's not just a, a hit list of like, oh, eat it, this pizza place and, you know, go get drinks here. Yeah. It's it's a person who you can, can call up and be like, hey, it's Wednesday. Where's the best local place to go out? and chat. That's really cool that they, they have that. And, and it's invaluable. It's uh, a great way to learn an area and to get a guide that is your age and interested in at least vaguely similar things as the program you're on. It changes the way that you experience that foreign, foreign area to you um, yeah. in, in a way that I found very beneficial. It's absolutely an unforgettable experience that if, if you have the chance to do, it's well worth doing it. This has been so helpful. Thank you so much, Noah, for being on the podcast today. That was a great chat with Noah. It high key brought me right back to the college activities fair. I'm excited to hear from our next college grad, so let's get started. Hey, Emily. Hi, Elena. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? It's almost Friday, so really, really good. Well, I'm so excited to dive into the things you wish you knew before college. My first question for you is where did you go to undergrad? I went to University of the Arts, which is in Center City, Philadelphia. So it was the first college dedicated to all arts. So they had dance, music, theater, writing. I went for illustration and creative writing. That's so cool. I didn't know that about University of the Arts. Yeah, a lot of people think of Art Institute, which is all over the country, but UArts is specifically the first college dedicated to all arts, and it's right next to City Hall downtown in Center City. I love that area. Mm -hmm. So I'm ready to get into the things you wish you knew before college. And one of the things that you said, which I think is super important, is to learn every detail that you can about your student loans and financial aid options up front before you sign any paperwork. That's a great point, especially when you're about to go to college, you already have so many things to think about, and then you're thinking of your financial aid package and what you're really signing into. Yeah, I think this one, I wish I could have told my younger self. I 
really rushed in that process. I was actually 17 when I went to college and I have a late birthday. So I felt really young going to college and I was just so excited, you know, to get like some of the awards and grants. And I was like, oh, I have all these, you know, financial aid extra cushion. Um, I don't have to worry about things or really think about things too hard, but my advice would just be to really read the fine line. And if you don't understand it, don't be afraid to ask doing something that might be out of your comfort zone is worth the while in the long end. Yeah, definitely. And I'm wondering what are some of those questions that you would recommend asking when it comes to your student loans and financial aid? Sure. Just the, the finer details, like who's on the hook for what, when are the milestones due? even just talking about refinancing later in life. Like people don't often talk about refinancing your student loans in the beginning, but people talk about refinancing their mortgages all the time. So just knowing that there's large conversations that are going to happen and it's a lot of money on the line and you're 17 or 18, you're not really thinking about it. You're excited. Yeah. And it can be super overwhelming to have to balance the big change that is going to college with all of these super detailed financial aid options. So there are always people who are there in your corner to help you with those details. The financial aid office at colleges often have people who are ready to answer your questions. So there's always someone, whether it's at your high school or even at the college that you can call up and ask even before you've accepted a college offer. Absolutely. And every college has a different stipulation, fine print. So like just knowing that you've read all of it and you know your options for the loans before you sign them, really important. Uh, I personally think I just rushed. I wish I read a little more of the fine print or understood it just in layman's terms so that I could be really aware of like what I was doing and signing on to. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for talking about what you wish you knew before you went to college. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me and good luck. Everyone read the fine print and watch your money. Yeah. Emily with the finance tips. We know I love anything that saves you money in college. That was such great advice. So that's our first episode in the What I Wish I Knew Before College series. I loved hearing everyone's answers and I'm so hyped for y'all to get started on your college journey. If you want to hear more from this series, make sure you follow our Instagram at Score Inc. Score has a bunch of other podcast episodes with advice for applying to college and starting college. So go check them out. And who knows, maybe we have a part two in this series. <laughs> okay, that's all for me. Remember, you've got this and I'm cheering you on. See you next time.